Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. We are set. We're ready to rock and roll. Well, we're not going to rock and roll, but we're going to talk about some rock and roll topics, huh? How about the Indian Outdoors show? I, your host, Brian Pointer, one of my favorite times of the year, the Indiana State Fair, the great state fair, opens up uh, this weekend, full weekend. So yesterday was the opening day, technically. But uh, I, your host, that would be me. Brian Pointer loves me some Indiana State Fair. Can't remember the last time I missed. And I bought some pre-sale tickets, so I'll be doing my walk-arounds. Got my go-tos. We're going to be asking everybody today their favorite fair food, as I always do. If corn dog is not on there, I don't trust you anymore. Everybody can have their own, but corn dog is a, is a must. And... Of course, we're going to find out what everybody else's is, but I'm a dull pineapple whip guy, too. The only place I ever get it is the Indiana State Fair. Let's talk about the good stuff. We are going to be talking about the DNR building. Connie Hudson joins us. So many activities. We're going to give her some time to talk about activities out there this week. Sam Fain, she is uh, going to talk to us about the hunting guide that's out. You can get that at the DNR building, plus your favorite retailer, wherever that might be, free of charge. Jay Anglin, our correspondent from the north. Always great to visit with him. He's always got such great stories. We're going to find out what he's up to, what he thinks about squirrel season, which is the highlight of the new hunting guide. It is the Indiana Outdoor Show. I am your host, Brian Pointer, back right after this. It is the Indian Outdoor Show. Of course, you know that by now. Well, at least I hope you do. And I, your host, Brian Pointer, brought to you by our friends and those doing great work at Indiana Donor Network, driven to the number two, savelives.com. Sign up to be an organ and tissue donor. Help heal up to 75 people with that donation and save eight lives. And speaking of saving lives... I don't really know where I was going with that. We're not saving any lives. We're talking about having a great time in this life, and that is at the Indiana State Fair, which it's hard to believe we're at the end of July. That means fair started, and uh, still not used to this early start, but an elongated schedule, and that makes for some great times. And as we often do this time of the season, we get with our friends at the Department of Natural Resources, the DNR Pavilion, the air-conditioned, the beautifully adorned bathrooms 
all that good stuff that makes the DNR Pavilion, in addition to all the great people that are inside. Uh, joining me now is Connie. She was with us a couple weeks ago, and when we talked a few weeks ago, you were just kind of getting ready. But, man, the fish showed up and things got real, huh? Oh, yeah. We are rocking out here at the uh, DNR building at the State Fairgrounds. We got the fish in the ponds and in the aquariums and uh, just having a good time with all the folks that have already come out to visit and uh, getting ready for the ones that are just now making their plans, too. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, this has been such a tradition in families. I I don't know that I missed an Indiana State Fair, uh, at least in my recollection, at some point uh, going out and visiting and just it's just such a great tradition but the dnr pavilion has been front and center for a visit to the indiana state fair and i know a lot of people feel the same way and that building has gone through an awful lot of changes as things have improved and here we are now 20 years deep into having the fishing pond behind the uh pavilion there which has just provided thousands and thousands of kids a tremendous opportunity and i assume that that's going in full force and for those that may not be familiar what are we talking about fishing at the state fair? Tell us about what's going on behind the pavilion. Well, um, behind the DNR building, we do have our fish and pond that's run by the Division of Fish and Wildlife. Um, children from 5 to 17 can come out and try their hand either for the first time or the second or third time on uh, fishing. Um, Ryan, you asked me uh, last time we spoke what kind of fish we had there in the fishing pond, and um, I can confirm that we have bluegill and um, small catfish. Um, We do have the bigger catfish inside the building in one of the aquariums and also in the display ponds. Those are not for catching, but um, anybody that's interested and wants to come out and try to catch one of those smaller ones in the fishing pond they're welcome to come out and try so we're visiting with connie hudson and she's in charge of the indiana state fair and the dnr let's go back just a little bit because i don't think people realize how much effort and energy it takes not just for you as a coordinator but all the different divisions all the law enforcement hunter education all the people that populate that area the mercantile i mean everything is just so nice inside and people get an opportunity many times the only time throughout the year that they're going to get up close and personal with a conservation officer and ask questions or get with our hunter education folks and tim beck and shoot some bb guns and bring their interactive stuff but what do you do as you look forward to the start of the indiana state fair it's an all-year event getting ready for it Oh, yeah, that's right. Like, I I could not do this without this amazing team that we call Team DNR. You know, we're one DNR. While we might be several divisions, um, we all come together, when it, especially when it comes to the state fair, on representing the state and the services we provide to education resources that um, – uh, the state parks interpreters team that they bring to the state fair and all the events that they do, as well as fish and wildlife. We have a, we even have the division of water out there with um, teaching people about floodplain and um, things that they need to know for safety and security around that, as well as our um, regulation um, re- regulatory divisions like oil and gas and reclamation uh, and the importance they have in the conservation of the state. And, and that, you know, and that goes into law enforcement with our conservation officers and the importance of the boating safety, hunter safety, everything goes, it all melts into one pot and we're super proud 
proud to um, be able to showcase that here at the State Fair and, um, you know, get the word out so there's more people visiting our properties and enjoying the services that we provide. Couldn't have said that any better. And you made something very clear and that there's a lot of seats at the table out there. But I've said this for years. We're in year 25 of Indiana Outdoors, and that preceded the fishing pond out there. And I remember when they used to have the live animals behind and all the renovations mm-hmm. that have happened. And, you know, those are all part of making a better experience. But what I have told myself and told a lot of people, the Department of Natural Resources is one of those branches of government, for lack of a better term, here in Indiana, where there's probably not one person that's not affected, meaning whether you like to hunt or fish, great. Whether or not you uh, are into historical artifacts, great. If you're into whatever, there's the Department of Natural Resources has broad and deep effect in our Indiana citizens, and they can all come together and and just enjoy wildlife, or they can get their questions answered. And a little later on, we're going to be talking about the brand new hunting guide that's out. I mean, it's all kind of there in one spot, and everybody has a reason to stop by the pavilion. That's right. So, you know, the DNR, the na- na- nature, natural resources, they're for everyone. All right. So you're in your first weekend. Uh, I always tell people when you go to the state fair, it's not just a casual experience. You got to be prepared. Mm-hmm. You got to do your homework. And as you look out, one of the things that I've always enjoyed is it's not just looking at the fish in the pond or talking about hunter education, but you have a lot of little workshops and talks and things going on. What's the best way to prep a visit to the Indiana State Fair and especially the DNR Pavilion? Well, definitely check out the website. It has a full listing of all the events and programs that, um, that our team's putting on, um, dnr.in.gov slash state fair. Uh, a few highlights from our programs going on this weekend and some that are going on daily. We have... Um, reptiles um, coming in from different nature centers across the state. Um, the reptile show is typically at 10 a.m. at the DNR Amphitheater right behind um, the building, um, just right by the fishing pond as well. Um, and then uh, live bird to prey demonstration daily as well. That's at 4.30 in the afternoon, also at the amphitheater. Um, there are several programs um, happening um, out front of our building, um, including um opportunities to talk to some folks from the state museum um and they're doing a demonstration on nest building this weekend um responsible fishing practices with uh, with again our division of fish and wildlife um and then later this week uh, talking about our conservation officers they're doing a um scuba demonstration at the fish and pond um and that's on wednesday there's always something for everybody out there and explain to folks how the fishing works because it's changed over the years, but you've got a well-oiled system. Hopefully a bunch of Hoosiers have jumped on to help, but how does that, when you go to the fair, what do you need to know if your kids want to fish? Well, there's um, the, the fishing pond behind the building. So if you're coming at it from uh, like the main street area where the food vendors are at, you, you want to head to the back of the building. There's um, pathways on either side of the um, of the DNR building that leads back to the fishing pond. Um, we have a crew of volunteers 
that have signed up to uh, teach little ones and families some tips and tricks about fishing. Uh, but you come in, and one of our Fish and Wildlife uh, staff or volunteers will get you registered, um, and then they'll walk you over to a good spot where they think you're going to get some bites and uh, let you have at it. I like all of that. So when you joined our Department of Natural Resources, did you ever think you were going to be running this big event? Well, it's like I do have some, some experience in um, events in the past, and that's what really drew me to this role and my love for, like, I, I used to work for Fisher's Parks and, um, you know, just loving, just getting out and being part of um, the Indiana State Parks uh, through all my life. And just like you, Brian, I was like, I've come to the Indiana State Fair almost every single year that I could when I was, while I've been living here. And, um, and it's, and, I also have those memories of those live animals, like way deep down in down in the memory in the memory bank um, too. And it just uh, it it all just it, it makes it made sense that this love and this passion for bringing people together and being able to do it with the DNR I couldn't ha- ask for anything better. We're visiting with Connie Hudson, and she is the uh, all things important person out at the. DNR building. Let's talk about the mercantile. That's that thing's changed over the years. It used to be a few coffee mugs, and now you got a dang Target in there, practically with all things Indiana. <laughs> it's so beautiful and so many cool, interesting Indiana objects. That's a big, big highlight for a lot of people as well. Oh yeah, the um, getting to see all the uh, merchandise that's coming into the mercantile has been a real treat um, this week. Even for um, my kids that have tagged along with me uh, throughout the week while we've been setting up. Uh, but yeah, there's tons of great pickings inside that um, store. Um, I know everybody loves the fish slippers that you know. <laughs> I, I think they I think they look like a bass and they slip right over your foot. But uh, I think everybody gets a kick out of uh, seeing those. And then um, uh, uh, different property, different DNR property uh, merchandise that's available through that store as well. All right, very very important question probably the most hard-hitting question you're going to get today at least favorite fair food favorite fair food Ooh, that is you're right that is a very hard-hitting question i try to hit you know i'm cutting edge here this is this is leading edge (laughs) journalism and uh you know i'm up for a marconi award here in radio for this type of questioning so favorite fair food doesn't even have to be anything that you've tried yet but overall when when connie goes to the fair what are you looking for Oh, you know, actually, I have three things that I have to get. Oh, go. Go tell Um, me all about it. (laughs) Elephant ear from the Red Barn. Yes, the Red Barn. The Red Barn. (laughs) Specifically the Red Barn. Um, Strawberry milkshake from the Dairy Barn. Yep, because it's right across the street. You get your elephant ear and you go get some, some sugar. There you go. It's, it's a good combination. And then, like, you know, for actual hearty meal, a uh, steak sandwich from the Cattle Association. You are, you, you just elevated yourself in my book because you've gone to the <laughs> top 10 gold standard. But I will tell you on mine, pineapple whip. Ooh, that is good. That is good. I don't, I don't get it anywhere else, but I got to have a pineapple whip. Corn dog. And I ain't talking about, you know, a little corn dog you can get at Sonic. I'm talking about. The foot-long, Daddy Mac, hand-dipped, like, meal-type corn dog. Got to have that. 
Absolutely. And then right yeah, behind, well, if, I have, if I have room besides the other three things that I said, it's got to be a corn dog and a Dole Whip too. I'll get I'll get myself a shake, and I just said that I'll <laughs> get myself a shake. But I am one of those guys that loves a grilled cheese, and I'll mm. wait in that line and sweat profusely to stand in line because they always have something a little different. So I got to have me. Uh, I've turned into a total hillbilly here this morning. You got, I got to have me a grilled cheese. And then right behind the the uh, building there, have you had the uh, walleye sandwich? Mm-hmm. Okay, the walleye sandwich in that little booth back there. He's my guy. I'm telling you, it's you could spend $1,000, and that's why I ended up having to go on a diet because these uh, these events – kick my booty but that's all part of the indiana state fair all right go back to the beginning here since we've covered the hard-hitting journalism and people want to plan their trip or give that website one more time and where they can find what events are taking place throughout the week yep that is uh, dnr.in.gov state fair it'll give you the whole listing of everything we're doing out here at the dnr building and then if you head over to um, the state fair website as well they'll give you everything else you talked about your kids. I bet your kids think mom's a rock star. Oh, well, I mean, like, maybe my six-year-old still thinks so, but my <laughs> nine-year-old is maybe losing a little bit of that touch, but that's okay. Do, do you just send her out <laughs> to get some of the kettle corn right outside and, you know, go get go get this, go get that? I would, uh, I miss taking my kids to the fair. They're all adults now. <laughs> yeah, I was like, uh, I think I'll have to be spending, you know, uh, getting, getting a home loan on the number of... Um, tickets they want to get for the rides and stuff all right well connie you've been very gracious you've got a busy weekend ahead of you we may be checking back in again next week because this thing runs for almost a month now with mondays and tuesdays off check schedules check the dnr webpage. stop in and say tell connie she's doing a great job because i think you are and thanks for all you do for indian outdoors and for the people of indiana and the pavilion there Thanks, Brian. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. It is the Indiana Outdoor Show. What a great lady. What a great time. Indiana State Fair time. I am your host, Brian Pointer, brought to you by Indiana Donor Network, driven to save lives.org. Let's just kick this bus down the road a little bit and keep it going right after this. Indiana Outdoors rolls on. So thankful to be here. Hopefully you are as well. Thank those stations that carry us all over the state of Indiana. And we couldn't do this without our good friends at Indiana Donor Network. Sign up to be an organ and tissue donor. When you buy your hunting and fishing license, couldn't be any easier. Or go to driven to save lives.org that's the number two and help save up to eight lives with every donation. What a great visit with uh Connie Hudson, who's running the DNR Pavilion. Of course, Indiana State Fair opened last yesterday, last night, whatever. Uh, First big weekend, you saw some previews. We're going to check in with her. This thing goes on for about six months. That's a joke. But uh, get in there, get there quick. And when you're out there, as I mentioned at the top of the hour, you can pick up the brand new hunting and fishing guide. And Sam Fain joins us from our Department of Natural Resources and so thankful this is out there. It's always one of my favorite things. I love the hard copy of the hunting guide. It's out there. You can pick it up at the pavilion. How have you been, first and foremost? 
Hi, Brian. Um, I am doing well. Um, I'm so excited about the hunting guide being released and how we are covering the exciting topic of squirrel season. No, I know. It's hard to believe. That's two weeks away. Yeah. Well, yeah, we, we all... August 15th. Um, it's pretty unbelievable how fast it's all going by this year. What a rite of passage for so many other people and youngsters. Uh, maybe their first hunting experience starts during squirrel season, and it's a nice long season. It's fun little walk in the woods, all that good stuff. But now tell me your involvement. Were you in start to finish, neck to nuts on this thing? What were you doing in terms of putting this uh, new edition out? Yeah, well, there is someone else on my team who is leading the hunting guide, but I do a lot of copy editing, um, writing the articles and helping refine the whole guide uh, from start to finish. So I mentioned hard copy. I'm one of those guys that I like a hard copy in my car, at home, at hunting camp. How do people, how do you encourage people to use the hunting guide? Because there's so much information in there and every year it just gets better. And I know there's been some awards that have been won, et cetera. But what's your philosophy? What, how do you encourage people to use this guide now that it's out? Yeah, that's a great question. Well, first, um, I would like to remind people that hard copies of the hunting guide can be found at the state fair and at your local retailers, all for free. Um, but this year, we would recommend using it as you know just a magazine to peruse. But we are also adding QR codes to a lot of our articles, um, and you are welcome to. Take a photo of the QR code with your camera, and that will take you to some bonus content online where we've got more information, um, some cool videos all about squirrel hunting and processing a squirrel. So the brand new DNR, or not, it's the updated new version of the uh, app, which I have, has the hunting and trapping guide in it and a link to the website. That's a fantastic way because everybody has their phone, may not necessarily have your truck handy where you've got your your guide, but everybody's got a phone and there's a, a, a nice convenient link if you're having questions about what you're doing or just want to know uh, where to go, what to do. That's a new link that's available. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And we, of course, always have our printable PDFs of hunting and uh, trapping season dates online as well that we update. Uh, whenever a new season is coming up. Well, it's always a good thing. It's kind of like, all right, now it's serious. The hunting guide's out, so we got to start switching our mindset from one sport and get ready for the fall, and a lot of people are doing that. What are some of the things that are different that are in this guide maybe that they haven't seen or some things to pay attention to as you put this out on the shelves now? Well, since we are focusing on squirrel hunting, we are really leaning heavily into that theme. So we are talking um, all about squirrel hunting from the trees to the table with proper gear, equipment, ways to cook it. Um, we are also highlighting hunting with dogs. And in specific, we are hunt, uh, talking about Crosley Fish and Wildlife Area as our property feature, which is perfect for squirrel hunting with a lot of forested areas, areas for dog running. And we're also uh, making sure to include in the conversation uh, some management practices for how to make great squirrel habitat. 
you know, we're visiting with Sam Fain. It's great to have you be a part of Indiana Outdoors. You bring up squirrel hunting. One of your colleagues, Cindy Stites, is lives and breathes. I think she got a, she got some ink on her arm of a squirrel or something. She loves squirrel hunting. Is she helping you out on this? Yes, Cindy was vital to our hunting guide. She has actually uh, written most of the articles that are specific about squirrel hunting experiences because she is so knowledgeable and willing to talk about it. She's a really great advocate for squirrel hunting in Indiana. And then, of course, the director of the Division of Fish and Wildlife, Amanda Wistefeld, one of my favorites and doing such a great job being the steward of the Division of Fish and Wildlife. Of course, she's got these dogs. They're squirrel dogs. Did she contribute anything? Did you know this, by the way? Yes, yes. Um, She has written a note at the front of the guide about how much she loves her squirrel dogs. And I will say there's also a cute photo of her with her dog that is also included that everyone can see. Well, is there anything that we need to know, Sam, about this guide, where to pick it up? You've already said it's on the shelves. It's at the Indiana State Fair out in the DNR building. Uh, It's online. You can get the app. How else can people get this? Yeah, those are the main ways um, going online. You can feel free to email us if you have any questions. We can probably work out another way. Um, But I do also want to highlight that at the State Fair, we will be having front porch education on squirrel hunting, some programming specifically in relation to our hunting guide theme. So that would be really exciting as well. Sam, great to be with you. Thanks for all the work that you do, and thanks to all the colleagues that come together to pull this off. We look forward to checking that out and encourage everybody to pick up the new hunting guide. Thanks for being a part of Indiana Outdoors. Thank you. My pleasure. So much more to come. It is the Indiana Outdoors Show. I am your host, Brian Pointer, and thanks to Sam for bringing us up to speed on the hunting guide. Much more to come right after this. It is the Indiana Outdoor Show, and I am your host, Brian Pointer. Many thanks for the opportunity to bring you this. We're in year 25 of Indiana Outdoors. June was our anniversary month. We're just going to keep rolling it. I'm just going to keep saying that. And uh, here we are at the end of July, as my grandfather would say. We're at the end of July, and it's hotter than Hades. One minute it's... 110 the next minute it's hailing you never know what we're going to get here but that means the indiana state fair is upon us and many thanks to connie hudson who is running the dnr building great stuff out there sam fain joined us talking about the brand new hunting and fishing guide speaking of hunting and fishing guides our good friend jay anglin our correspondent from the north it's great to visit with you again it's been a minute how's your summer been my friend I've been pretty busy, uh, you know, just doing the graduation party circuit and uh, did some baseball. And did you take out a loan? You know, I I, I don't miss the uh, the circuit. I love the social stuff, but it's like here's a check, here's a check, here's a check, and you know, you just kind of walk out of there going, man, I should have gotten a part time job. Yeah, yeah, no, it's uh, definitely. Of course, now we're coming into the 
um, you know, coming into school. And uh, of course, that's a whole other animal. That maybe I should take a loan for that. I'm not. I haven't decided. <laughs> well, you said you're so busy, and I know you're a liar because you uh, you make your vocation your vacation, and you've always got something going on. You're always working on something. Great volunteer. I know with so many organizations, and of course, guiding and all that good stuff. What's the fishing like up there? Well, you know, it's been it's been interesting. Um, the heat has helped, but then it gets too hot and too sunny, and then it you know it's it's kind of a roller coaster. I know I say that I use that term a lot when I'm on your show, but um, you know I think if you talk to some other guides in this area, smallmouth bass guides in particular, will tell you that it's uh, been kind of a, a matter of getting out in front of like whatever's going to happen next, and you kind of take a good guess. And some days it works, and other days you got to like anchor the boat and kind of dig into things and say, okay, what are we doing wrong here? And I had that day yesterday um, or, you know, earlier this week I had some great days. And so it's just, you know, you call your regular guys, Hey man, it's on fire. We got to do this. And then they, they come out and it's for whatever, de- you know, reason it just doesn't work out. But, uh, but overall I would say the fishing's pretty darn good. Perch fishing's picking up on Lake Michigan um, because of the heat. Um, you know, some big salmon coming out of the lake and guys I know that are out trolling. You know, I went out a couple of weeks ago with our friend Josh Lance and my son Mitchell. And I saw that. Uh, Tell me about that. It looks yeah. like he brought up a big old laker. Yeah. So, you know, the Lakers are sort of like uh, the lowest hanging fruit of Lake Michigan, uh, to put it mildly. So if you're out trolling for kings and steelhead and whatnot, and it's not going well, you just go to the bottom and, you know, you can you can pretty much – you know, it's like a magic wand. You can get get into some lake trout. So um, they're very plentiful. Some people don't like them. Um, you know, I, I like them. I think they're cool. But uh, Mitch had never caught one, so that was a really big one. It was in the 20-pound range, and uh, we had a good time on Josh's new boat. And I don't really do that very often, but anytime my buddy says, hey, let's go for a ride on the lake and bring somebody with you, you're going. So, uh, but you know, I, I have friends that, uh, the charter guys out there that have been doing pretty well. Um, you know, the inland fishing on the lakes is kind of, uh, water's really warm. There's a lot of boating traffic. So of course that's, you know, the bass guys are fighting that a little bit, but yeah, I think overall it's been a really good summer of fishing. I mean, that's bottom line. I know a lot of people have had like exceptional summer, so that's cool. You know, Jay Anglin is our guest, uh, hunting, fishing guide, great outdoor writer, Always great to chit-chat with you and catch up, and I know that you're probably looking forward to the fall, and here we've got, do you, you know, we were just talking about the new hunting and fishing guide, and they're talking, highlighting squirrel hunting. Two weeks starts our, our hunting season. It's hard to believe. You know, it's funny, the squirrel thing, when I lived in Wabash, you know, I'm from Wabash originally, and Wabash at the time, and probably to some degree now, wasn't exactly like you know, a, a destination for, you know, hunting. And uh, my friend across the street, Brian Poole, and I talked somebody into giving us a ride down to some farm, and we walked around, and we squirrel hunted, and I think maybe he got one. And that was like, that was the biggest deal ever. I mean, that was like, we were on our own. Um, you know, we, we both had a hunter safety and all that. We were, you know, we shot enough to not be dangerous or anything, but the fact that we went out on our own and got a squirrel or two or whatever it was. And over the years, it just sort of went by the, you know, fell by the wayside for me. And interestingly enough, I've got all these great deer spots and turkey spots full of squirrels. And every year I say, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And I don't. And this year I have set a goal for myself to go out and sit against an oak tree somewhere and uh, look for uh, tree rats with a 22. <laughs> 
and get after it. So I don't know that I'll go out for the opener, but I, I could see me doing it in the next month or so. You know, the idea of getting out when it's 110 and leaves on the trees chasing those rats, because I don't, I, I love them. I think they're cute as hell, except when I'm in my deer blind and you, they drive me batshit and I'm the same way. See, I said it, <laughs> I just said it out loud and somebody's going to have to edit that eventually. But my point is they drive me nuts, right? So yeah. at the end of the day, you've got, um, You've got uh, these squirrels that anybody who's been in the woods, it'll drive you into mania. And I think I'm going out there. We got too many of these squirrels, too many of these squirrels. And I'm just like you. And do I do it? Nope. And I just sit there and complain every year. Yeah. Well, it is. It is an app. It's it's incredible to me that a, that a fox squirrel, a good adult, a big you know buck fox squirrel can walk not run not jump but walk through a woods and sound like a boone and crockett buck i know i mean everybody talks about it but until you've actually experienced it where the whole buck fever thing the hair in the back of your neck i'm tightening up i'm like oh where is he where is he and i look over and there's a squirrel a, a, a two pound a pound and a half squirrel just kind of walking along, you know, and it's just like, how can that be? But anyway, definitely a lot of squirrels are probably going to pay for the fact that that's happened to me about <laughs> you know, 50 times in the last 10 years. But I like eating squirrel, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, I know a lot of people who love squirrel hunting and, every, and, and, you know, they quietly do their thing and they don't, you know, it's kind of like mushroom hunting, you know, I got a great squirrel spot. You ought to check it out. So, um, yeah, squirrel, I mean, it, it's it's the first opportunity. And after that, you know, it's just uh, one after another. Yep. So, it's, yeah, it's time to get fired up for sure. It, it is the switching of the mind. You coming down to the Indiana State Fair? I might make it down. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I'm, you know, I've got a lot less going on right now uh, in terms of, uh, you know, running around watching people play baseball and volleyball and stuff like that. So, yeah, I might come down. If I do, I'll let you know, and uh, we can sit and tell lies to each other for an hour or so. Right I would like that, that very bit. much. Favorite fair food? It's it's a very I hit I asked the hard hitting journalistic questions. Favorite fair food? Oh, corn dog man! Oh, you you're know? my hero. I yeah, just, I mean it's real simple because you can go buy a box of corn dogs and put them in. It's nope. like this isn't a corn dog. Nope, I'm talking you know, foot long, hand dip, fresh, yes, hot. Absolutely. It burns your tongue. I'm in. I'm in. I just went through this with everybody this morning on the uh, Connie. I was like, "What's your favorite fair food?" And she hit them most, but she got the she forgot the pineapple whip. Got to have me a pineapple whip. Got to have me a grilled cheese. Don't care what where or uh, what kind from the dairy barn. Got to have me a corn dog and uh, a walleye sandwich from behind the DNR building. Those are my go tos. Those are good go-tos. I mean, this year we went to the Laporte Fair a couple times, the one night inch, so we're not eating tonight. We're not eating tonight. We're not <laughs> eating tonight. And, you know, 27,000 calories later um, and dehydration from all the salt. And, and I came home and I was it was bliss. I was like, okay, that was the best money I've spent all summer. But uh, <laughs> God love you, my friend. Hey, let's stay in touch. Appreciate you as always. Give me a call when you're down here. Always an open phone. Thanks, my friend. Awesome. Sounds good. Look forward to it. Appreciate it, brother. It is the Indian Outdoor Show. One of my favorites, Jay Anglin, Anglin Outdoors. Don't go anywhere. We're going to wrap things up when we return. It's the Indiana Outdoor Show, brought to you by Indiana Donor Network, driven to save lives.org. I, your host, back right after this.
What a fun show. What a great opportunity to highlight the Indiana State Fair. It is the Indiana Outdoor Show, and I am your host, Brian Pointer. Of course, it opened up yesterday. Big, long run. So many great things. You got free stage concerts. You got food. You got the DNR building. You got all the other things out there, whatever those things might be. Dairy Barn. Dairy Barn. That's the other place. Make sure you hit the Dairy Barn. Because we were talking to everybody about their favorite fair food. Uh, Dole Whip, corn dog, walleye sandwich, Dairy Barn. There you go. I'll take an elephant ear, but those are my go-tos. It is so great to be with you. This is one of my favorite times of the summer. Of course, hunting season starts in two weeks, squirrel season. We talked to Sam Thane, uh, who has been intimately involved with getting that out to folks and uh, highlighting squirrel hunting this year. Such an interesting topic, uh, rite of passage for a lot of folks, easy, enjoyable, not for me when it's 110, but, you know, it's a long season. So we got that to look forward to. And thanks to Sam for talking about all the stuff in the hunting guide. As I mentioned, there's a new app, an updated app, fantastic at your fingertip type stuff. And you can get that electronically. I'm a hard copy guy. got to have both. And it is now out. Speaking of the State Fair, the DNR building, the Fisher Inn, they showed up this week. We got fishing taking place in the fishing pond. We've got all the activities that you heard Connie Hudson talking about taking place inside and around the building. Talks, seminars, presentations, hunter educations all out there. Get the kids involved, fish, you name it. But check out the website. Just Google it. And uh, make sure you go out there prepared so you know what's going on. Jay Anglin, our correspondent from the North, so great to be with him, as always, telling great stories that we can all relate to. And, uh, you know, he's getting ready for his busy season here. Fishing's still been great, but he loves to hunt and a great guide. Folks, it is the Indiana Outdoor Show. I am your host, Brian Pointer. Thrilled to be with you. Remember, turn in a poacher, 1-800-TIP. IDNR. Enjoy the great Indiana State Fair. And as always, be safe, and I'll see you outside, everybody. Maybe I'll see you at the fair. <laughs>